Take our Bible and go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. What a joy it is to be in God's house today. It's good to be here. Good to see everybody. I want to preach something to you. Hopefully that will help you uh, and encourage you. Still rejoicing over the one that got saved last Sunday morning. Uh, made her way into heaven. Thank God for that. Amen. I'm still glad God is still saving sinners. Philippians 4, let's stand our feet in the reverence of the reading of God's Word uh, today. It is good to be here and good to see everybody. Thank God for it. All right, Philippians 4, begin to read with me in verse 1. Therefore, my brethren, I dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech you, Adias, and beseech Sensia, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. That's what they just sung about. Amen. Is their name being recorded? Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What a wonderful verse. Uh, we are to rejoice in God. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The word, the Lord is at hand. And be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. You can be seated this morning. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for another good day uh, that you've given us. Thank you for saving us. And Lord, what a joy it was just to sing in the choir this morning and uh, to know you're our friend and uh, to know you're going to see us through some things that uh, certainly we couldn't get through by ourselves. And uh, Lord, I'm glad my name's recorded in heaven today uh, because you saved me. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that does not know that, or maybe they do know they're not saved, I pray they'd come and get saved today. And Lord, that they can have assurance of their salvation. Thank you for keeping us and watching over us. I pray you'd touch us now. Uh, Lord, anoint us afresh in that from heaven. And uh, come by and visit with your people. Lord, I pray that we would leave out of here better than what we come in and leave out of here different than what we come in. And Lord, we just ask you now to save that sinner's nearest tale. And Lord, we'll give you the glory for it. For all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Uh, when we look at these nine verses, we, I really want to preach out of verse 7. Uh, but deal with these nine real quick. As Paul give them some, uh, just really some uh, general instructions, if, if I could uh, uh, say it that way, about their life. Uh, first of all, he told them to remain uh, and that in the service of God, to stand fast. Uh, in these last days, me and you uh, uh, need to remain in the service of God. 
Uh, we need to be found faithful in serving Him. He said, so stand fast in the Lord. Uh, we find right here that He's wanting a reconciliation in verse 2 to take place between Eudias and Sitchia. Uh, I, I don't know if they were having trouble, but He told them, He said, you uh, need to be in the same mind uh, uh, in the Lord. You realize that every one of us in here are going to think different sometimes. Uh, uh, every one of us are going to be different sometimes. Uh, uh, but when it comes to serving Christ, we ought to come together. Amen. We should never be hateful to one another. We should never be rude to one another. We should never be, let me say, I can say this, talk down to one another. But we should be of the same mind in the Lord Jesus Christ and in our service to Him. But notice He began to say, you need to reinforce and help those women which labored with me in the gospel. As men, we sometimes especially in the independent Baptist realm I, I think ladies can't do anything I, I, but I, I, I'm just going to tell you this morning Paul said that these women labored with him I, I, in the gospel uh, in the gospel. He said, look, they have helped me. I don't think God calls women to preach. I don't think He has women deacons and I've got scripture for that. But I'm telling you this morning, ladies, you can labor uh, uh, in the gospel. Amen. And Paul said, you need to help those women uh, that helped me. And so he said, their names is in the book of life. And then he said, you need to rejoice. And as a matter of fact, he said it twice. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. What has God done for you? I'm going to preach a little bit on that tonight. God being our helper, that you ought to rejoice and tell some things about what God has done for you. When's the last time you rejoiced in God? When's the last time you just thanked Him for saving you? You thanked Him for what we sung about. The very first song we sung this morning, I am blessed. Hey, all of us ought to be shouting, including your preacher, amen. I mean, I am so blessed. It is amazing how blessed that I really am this morning. I look around at what everybody else has or don't have I, I, and sometimes I say, Lord, why uh, have you blessed me like you have? I, uh, why have you gave me peace and joy? Listen, i got my moments and times uh, uh, where I'm, I'm in turmoil at times and wondering what's going on, but I'm telling you, and I'm going to deal with that here in a minute, uh, uh, but I do know this, that there's peace and joy and rest for the child of God when they trust God. Amen. But I'm blessed. And I'm going to rejoice in Him and you should rejoice this morning. Or to rejoice. He says, let your moderation, your restraint. He said, let it be known unto all men. And He said, the Lord is at hand. So we see a return of the Lord Jesus. He says, be careful for nothing. Don't worry, I'll deal with that here in a minute. But He said, let your requests be made known. And you can find rest in verse 7. He says, you think back and recall in verse 8, I think about those things that are true and honest and pure and just and lovely and of good report and those things which have virtue and of any praise. He said, think on these things. And then he said, there's to be repetition, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. You know, Paul said at one time, you follow me as I follow Christ. I think that's a good testimony right there. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He said, do and the God of peace shall be with you. I want to deal with verse 7 for just a minute or two uh, uh, on the peace of God. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad for the peace of God. Uh, that terminology and, and that 
word form is only found two times uh, in the Bible. One in verse 7 right here, and the other in Colossians chapter 3 when the Apostle Paul said, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. He said that the peace of God can rule in our hearts. You know what that means? That means to govern or to control the will and actions of others. Do you realize that the peace of God can control and rule in your life? We're living in a day and age when folk want peace, need peace, looking for peace. And I'm talking about safe folk. It seems like everybody is in turmoil today, but yet the peace of God is real. Amen. Have you all ever experienced the peace of God? I have experienced the peace of God in my life. I'm glad I know what that's like. Now, the Bible calls him in the book of Romans, uh, uh, and right here in, in verse 9, uh, uh, it calls him the God of peace. And boy, ain't you glad of that today, that he is the God of peace. He is the one that can reign uh, uh, in your heart and give you peace uh, through this life. Let me say quickly by way of introduction that the only way that you'll ever get that peace in your heart uh, uh, is to come and know the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, as your Savior. You'll never know peace uh, uh, without knowing Christ. The Bible said in the book of Colossians, uh, uh, and having made peace uh, through the blood of His cross. Uh, Listen, because of what Jesus done at Calvary, uh, uh, He made peace uh, uh, between us and God, uh, uh, that friend that we could have His peace uh, uh, in our heart. Do Do you know what that word peace means? Uh, It means to be quiet uh, uh, or uh, in tranquility. Uh, It means to be free uh, from disturbance. Now, me and my wife, uh, uh, we live in a little place out there called tranquility. Uh, And you're talking about a wonderful place to live. Uh, It is pretty well tranquil. I mean, it really is. It's a nice place to live. Ain't got a whole lot going on. Uh, It's a peaceful place. uh, uh, And I love it. But do you realize that that's what can rest uh, uh, in your heart and in your bosom? You know, that's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, uh, He said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, uh, and I'll give you what? Rest. He said, I'll give you rest. You come to Him in your lost condition, dying and going to a devil's hell. And I'll guarantee you, He'll give you peace. He'll give you the ability to be able to lay down in the nighttime. If you pillow your head and don't wake back up, you won't worry about eternity. Amen. How many of you in here is worried about eternity? How many of you is worried about what's going to happen when you die? How many of you are worried about what's going to happen when Jesus comes? You do realize Jesus is coming. I've heard people talk about it here lately more than I ever have. Uh, you get around folks and you start talking about the Lord uh, and they'll say, boy, He's coming at any time. Uh, the world's shaping up for His return. Friend, I'm going to tell you, it's been shaped up for a long time, uh, but it's getting close. Amen. I believe it's knocking uh, uh, on the door right now. You need to be ready to go. You need to have the peace of God uh, in your heart today and let it rule and govern. But I'm glad for the child of God there is a peace that does some things for us. Look at this verse with me right here. Number one, first of all, look at what the peace of God does. It passes all understanding. 
You know that there's times in your life, I'm talking to safe folk right now, because if you're unsaved, you ain't going to understand what I'm talking about this morning. You're not going to have a clue. Uh, But when Paul talks about that the peace of God uh, uh, that passes all understanding, uh, uh, when there is no reason, when you should be uh, uh, in turmoil, when you should be turned upside down, uh, and your life falling apart, uh, something's on the inside helping you. You know what that's called? It's called the Holy Spirit of God. I'll I'll repeat this because I think it's worth repeating. Uh, And I told somebody the other day, I said, I've got people in our church that's been here the whole 21, almost 22 years that I've been here. You've been here with me the whole 22 years. And you've heard just about every story I can tell. And then we've got people that ain't been here but three months. They don't know none of the stories. So y'all got to suffer through them again, brother. Amen. I got to tell all them stories again, you know. And uh, but I remember I remember when when they come to put Kelly in the hospital because of COVID, and man was was I I I was trying to worry. I wanted to worry, but Marvin, but I couldn't worry. The more that I would worry, God would say it's going to be okay. And I and I and I really can't can't. Let me say I can say I really can't get across to you how, how much I really wanted to worry. I mean, th- things was just not looking good. I mean, we having to call the ambulance to come and get her. We don't deal with stuff like that. And I knew they were going to take her to a hospital and not let me in. And they were going to put her on the floor by herself. And I wasn't going to be able to be there. And you say, I, I, I don't know how worried she was. She was so sick, I don't know if she could worry or not. I was worrying, trying to worry for both of us. But the more I would worry, it just seemed like the more God would say... It's going to be all right. That was a time, friend, that I cannot explain the peace of God, but yet it surpassed all understanding. I'm talking about when your life should be turned upside down. I'm I'm talking about when it seems like any other time you're thinking to yourself, man, I'd be in the floor of babbling idiot, but listen, because of God, He come by. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and in all thy ways acknowledge Him. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own ways, uh, uh, to thine own understanding. We'll get there. Uh, Lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge Him uh, and He shall direct thy path. Sometimes we're not going to have our understanding. Sometimes we're not going to have an understanding of why what's happening is happening. Sometimes we're not going to find peace and the solace in having an answer as to why things are going the way they're going, but the peace of God can reign and rule in our hearts even when we don't have understanding. That's easy for the preacher to stand up here and say when everything seems to be going right. I look across this congregation... And I have known a lot of you for a long time. And, and I know what's happened in a lot of your all's lives. And I, and I sit down and I, and, I, and I look at everything that's gone on in your life and our life. And, and you know why you made it through all of it? Because of the peace of God. That's why you're still sitting in church this morning. That's why you still come to the choir and raise your hand sometimes. And why you testify when you give the opportunity. And why you still live for God when you leave here. It's because the peace of God reigns and rules in your heart. 
the peace of God that passeth all understanding. He said in Isaiah 26, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. How many of us trust in the Lord? When my faith gets weak, it is because I have not trusted in Him like I should be trusting. Uh, There's been times that I have just put my faith in Him and said, Lord, you're going to have to handle this thing. And to be honest with you, I walked away from that prayer whistling and went on my way and was expecting Him to do something. And then there's been other times I had prayed and said, Lord, you're going to have to handle this thing. And I've got up off my knees and been wringing my hands and wondering what God was going to do. How many of us have been there? Worry and anxiety and care. The very first song that we sung this morning as we come in before Sunday school, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Uh, I mean, does He not take our care and does He not take our worries from us? Uh, 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 and it surpasses all understanding that men you'll ever have. He gives us grace to live in this life. The Apostle Paul, as he talked about in 2 Corinthians 12, as he talked about the messenger of Satan that had come to buffet him and how he had prayed three times that it might depart from him. And here's what God told him. He said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You ever think that what you go through is so that God could shine in your life? You ever think when the turmoil and the trouble comes that it's so that God could get glory out of your life? I'm just asking a question right now. I'm talking about trouble and turmoil. Uh, that peace that surpasses, that passes all understanding. When, friend, we don't have a reason of why uh, we're not tore up when, uh, when, when we can't uh, figure out why we can lay down in the night time. It's because of God. The one that you've trusted to save you, but the one that you have trusted to help you. 1 Peter 5 and 7, he said, Cast in all you care upon him, for he careth for you. You know what? This is not a real deep message for people that understands the peace of God. But if you don't understand it, then this thing's as deep as you'll ever get. I don't understand the peace of God. I really don't. But I know it's real. That's the thing, the peace of God. Listen, it's one thing when I try to settle my mind in my own way and try to work it out and how are we going to get through this and do this and I do that. And, 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 but, but, but when He comes by and just settles your heart. I remember one night we got up in the choir on a Wednesday night and, and man, we'd been, having, we'd been having some outside trouble coming in here. And, 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 and we dealt with it for a couple of weeks. And, and man, I remember getting in the choir and, and I remember singing page 162, Living by Faith. And I remember we had no more got started singing that verse. Uh, I care not today what tomorrow may bring, shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth for everything, and all of my worry is vain. And I remember we got somewhere in the middle of that verse. 
And, and boy, I got to dwelling on that thing, got to thinking about that, and I'm going to tell you the peace of God that passes all understanding come to my heart. And it did not matter what was going to happen or what we were going to have to face that evening or what was going to happen. The peace of God was ruling in my heart. He had given me grace to get through that. Aren't you glad today that if you're saved and you have leaned on Him, you understand the peace of God in trouble and turmoil times? Have you experienced that? You may be in the middle of a fight right now. You know, as Baptists, as preachers, we, we've got all kinds of terminologies for, uh, for, for just bad times, going through the valley, uh, going into darkness, uh, uh, in the middle of the storm. But you know, the Bible, it gives us some of that. But you know what? That when the storm does come, the sun's still shining. And by the way, I, I know we sing that old song, but He is the lily of the valley, by the way. Give us peace in the middle of trouble and turmoil. It may not even be our trouble and turmoil, but it may be our family or our friends that's sick. It may be our family or friends that's going through trouble and, and listen, you're just hurt for them and hurting for them, but boy, ain't you glad uh, that just as sure as God can help them if they know Him, uh, uh, He can help you too. Well, when these young'uns get sick, Ain't it hard on you? It's one thing for them to get a runny nose. But it's another when you got to take them to the doctor and they tell you they don't know what's wrong with them, we're going to put them in the hospital. That's a whole different ball game right there. And boy, how God can come by and just settle your heart. I'm glad God can do that. You remember when that, uh, when, when, when that Shunammite woman, I, uh, oh, Sam said, remember. Uh, remember when that Shunammite, my wife gets on to me about that. Uh, say, we, we may or may not remember. I don't know. I hope you do remember. Amen. But you remember the Shunammite woman over there? After, after that, she was the one that perceived that Elisha was a man of God. And she told her husband, said, hey, we need to build a little chamber on the side of our house. I, I, and said, we need to put him a bed and a table and a, uh, I believe a candlestick and some other things in there. That when he comes by here, he can turn in here and he can rest. And so Elisha asked his minister over there, the boy that was... His preacher boy that was going with him said, uh, what can we do for her? And said, well, they don't have a child. And, I, I, and so he told her, said, by, by this time next season, next, next time you, and I see you, said, you'll have a child. You know? And so she did. And she had a little boy. And that little boy grew. And there was a time that he was in the field with his father. I don't know what happened to him, but uh, he talked about, oh, my head, my head. And, uh, and they took him back to his mother. And, uh, and, he, and he sat on his mother's lap. She held him uh, uh, until noontime. And right there in her arms, uh, uh, he died. That'd be a bad day. That'd be a horrible day. And she laid him down on Elisha's bed uh, and got one of them young men to ride with her and take her uh, to find the man of God. And here's what he asked her. He said, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? And is it well with thy son? And you know what she said? It is well with my soul. Now how many of us can say those things? When the world's fallen down or we've had to go out to the graveyard or we, our friend, had to go to the funeral home or we uh, uh, stood around that uh, bedside of that loved one that's done went on uh, uh, and we can clap our hands uh, and say it's well with my soul. 
I watched my grandmother pass. I ain't, I ain't talking about when she quit breathing. I was there for that too. But I went up there early that day. My mother had called me and said, if you will see her while she's still here, you better get to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. And, I, and most of y'all know this story. I walked into that hospital and I sat my grandmother. She, she was only about this tall uh, of a lady. Uh, and, and there she laid in, in, in the bed, old white-headed, 92 and a half years old, about that tall, laid in that hospital bed. And when I walked in there, both them hands was up in the air. That's what I seen. She was crossing. She was leaving here and going there. I don't know what I don't know what she had been seeing. They said she had been seeing things for a couple of days. I, I don't know what, but boy, she'd got close to Jordan. I, I, and you know what? When you get close to Jordan, I, I, you can talk to people on both sides of Jordan I, I, when you get awful close. You don't have to believe that, but I do. Amen. I believe when you get close to Jordan, I, I, you can see some things that you normally don't see on this side of Jordan. But both them hands was up in the air. And them girls, my mom and her sisters would 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 hold her hands and rub on them and lay their hands and lay her hands down. And 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 I, and I thought to myself, I'd sit there and I'd I'd listen to my mama talk to her. And and my mother would tell her, tell my grandmother, she'd rub her on the hand and say, Mama, go on. It's okay. Go on. Well what kind of peace Rains in your heart when you sit there beside the bed of that one that you love and you rub her hand and you tell her to go on to heaven. What kind of peace is on the inside that day? Boy, ain't that something? Ain't that something? I'm not saying you won't miss them. I'm not saying you won't grieve over them because you'll miss them. I'm saying that, friend, there's a peace that passes all understanding. I, that, friend, we can stand at the front of that casket and praise God that we'll see him one day after a while. It's a peace that passes all understanding. That Shunammite woman had a peace that passed all understanding. She understood about God. What about you? What about doing God's will? A peace that passes all understanding. What do you mean? See, it's, you know, God... God, here's the funny thing about the Lord. He'll get you out of your comfort zone to serve Him. He will. He really will. He'll get you out of your comfort zone to serve Him. Now, I've been on both sides of that thing. What do you mean, preacher? I, I've been in places to where I, I was real comfortable and I served Him. It's what I was used to. It's what I know. I, I, and I was okay with it. If that's what God wanted me to do, I was okay with it. But there's been some times that, friend, I wasn't okay. And you know what God done? He made me okay. And then there's been other times that I wasn't okay and I wasn't going to be okay so I wouldn't go do it. You ever done that? You ever just told God no and, and just hoped that time would pass or that you got by what He was wanting you to do? Now I'm going to tell you something. The calling of God is without repentance, by the way. If He wants you to do something, if He wants you to talk to somebody, He ain't going to change His mind about that thing. Time may escape. It may get away from you. Uh, and, and I remember one time he wanted me to stop. I, I, I am determined in my heart that he wanted me to stop at a store one time. I don't know what he wanted me to do there other than witness. I don't know what he had on his mind. And I was talking, trying to talk him out of it. Why? I didn't have no peace in my heart about that thing. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I look back on that thing. 
You know, I got halfway down, down the highway, and I was needing to stop pretty much in Loud. And I was coming through Loud, been in the North City, and I was coming through Loud, and he wanted me to stop. I don't know what he wanted. I said, Preacher, do you think God works? I do think he works that way sometimes. He don't work that way all the time. But I think sometimes if he, if he honestly impresses on your heart, you, you might want to pay attention to some things. I believe he was honestly impressing on me. And so here me and him go down the highway after I pass this retail store and we're going down the highway and I'm arguing with him all the way down the highway. And, 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 and you know, when I finally come to myself that I'm going to turn around, you know what I got back from heaven? It's too late. I don't know what I'd missed or who I'd missed. You know, me and you've got to be careful with that. He said, Preacher, is that really what? That's what I got back from him. You're making that up. Maybe I am, but that's what I got back from heaven. I mean, I determined I was going to turn around and go back. I mean, I done made my mind up, you know. It, it just don't work that way. I believe if I would have went on, I believe God could have given me the peace in my heart of Him that I needed to do what He wanted me to do. So why do you say that? Because I have been in them times where I was unsure about things, but yet God was right there the whole time. Kind of like the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4 when he was standing by himself. But you know what he said? But the Lord stood with me. There's a peace that passes all understanding. Notice what it shall do. Notice what he said. Shall keep your hearts and minds. So that peace, it is with our heart and our mind that we think and have our action. It's what drives us. I mean, the Bible said in Proverbs 4, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your heart and your mind is what guides you. It's what drives you. During times of tribulation and trials and sorrow, he said, this is what the peace of God is going to keep, your heart and your mind. The very thing that drives you. I, I thought about this saying, it, it, it allows me not to freak out. Do you, know you know that you find that word freak in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary? No Webster had a, dic- a definition on that. You know what it means to freak out? To freak, it means a sudden causeless change or turn of the mind. A whim. And so you know what you, you know what the peace of God will do for our heart and our mind. It'll keep us in the direction that we need to go. It'll keep us from sitting down and quitting. It'll keep us from worrying ourselves to death. Right? If I ask you how many of us have ever worried, all of us have worried, ain't All of us have had anxiety at one time or another in life. We've worried. That's why he said, Casting all you care upon him, for he careth for you. But he said, This peace of God that reigns in our, he said, Look, it passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. It brings a calmness to our heart. It will allow us to make decisions and directions in the Lord. It will allow us to be able not to see the problem necessarily, but to see the one who's going to handle the problem. 
the keeping of the heart and the mind. He protects us with His peace. I'm glad there is a rest for my heart and my mind. The peace of God is really hard to understand. But it's real. So he said that it keeps our hearts and our mind. It rules and it reigns and it controls our life if we'll allow it to. He said to do what? Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, we cast it on him and he handles it. It ain't that he will always take it away. It's just the very fact that he'll help us get through it. I used to love as a kid uh, to watch thunderstorms come rolling in. We were dumb enough to sit out on the carport in, in lawn chairs, metal lawn chairs on top of that. And we would watch him th- we'd watch him old storms just roll in. Where I grew up at, we lived on top of a hill, and, and I mean, you could see them coming, and I'd and, and love to feel the wind blow and the thunder crack, and I, I mean, even lightning didn't bother me back then. I don't really care for them anymore. I like smooth days and good weather, sunny days. That's the way I kind of am with my Christian life. I like smooth days and sunny days, not thundering days and not lightning days. The wind's not blowing, but I'll never forget years ago when when Brother Earl Hughes came and preached for us out of Matthew 7. And he was preaching over there on the house that was built on the rock and the house that was built on the sand. And I thought, well, where's Brother Earl going with this? I miss Brother Earl. Miss Brother Earl. Some of y'all know what I meant right there. But he stood and, and I remember as he preached, it talked about how that the, rain, the wind came and the rain descended and the flood came. He said the thing about it is, is each house, whether it was built on the sand or built on the rock, had to go through the storm. And that's what he was preaching on. Whether we're we're on the sand, whether we're saved or unsaved, the storms are out there. And the thing about it is, it's the peace of God that rules in our heart, that passes all understanding, will keep our hearts and minds through who? Through Christ Jesus. It's Him. It's Him that we're trusting in. I mean, we trusted Him to save us, right? I trusted Him to save me. I still go back to what Brother Bob said this morning. I I know I didn't realize everything I was getting. All I want to do is get saved. That's it. I'm just being honest this morning, church. All your preacher wanted to do was get saved when he got saved. Because I knew I was lost. I knew I needed to get saved. It's all I knew. It's all I knew. But I knew if I come to Him, He would save me. Say, so preacher, how did you know that? Because I had been taught that all my life. I mean, I was raised in church. I mean, I had been taught that all my life. If I would just trust Him, He would save me. What about you? Well, listen to me this morning. Because He cares for us. He knows us. He knows you this morning. 
He knows your heart. He knows what your cares are. But because He loves you so much, He's going to carry your burden for you. Ain't that something this morning? Let's bow our heads if we would. Man, let's get us a verse of invitation. I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know what you're up against. But maybe you need peace. Maybe your life's in turmoil this morning and you're turned upside down. Just, just a very simple message out of one verse in the Bible about the peace of God that passes all understanding. So preacher, I don't know how He'll do that. Don't matter if you know how He'll do it. Just know that He will do it. And you just got to trust Him. You just got to trust Him to see it through. You got to trust Him to help you. You got to come and bring it and cast it on Him and say, Lord, I can't handle this thing. I don't know what to do with this thing. But I believe You do. And if You'll just help, let me trust You, Lord. Maybe you've never been saved this morning. Maybe you've never trusted Him for salvation. If you'll come believing in what He done at Calvary, that He died for you and rose again the third day, and asked Him to save you, He'll do it. Heavenly Father, help in this invitation, and we'll give you the glory for this in Jesus' name. Amen.